This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. Uh, hopefully you have a nice, long, extended weekend as we get ready for the 4th of July. And we celebrate our nation's independence, fireworks, and cookouts. How much will it cost you to host your own 4th of July party? We'll find out. Jefferson City puts on a great fireworks display. We'll tell you about Salute to America. Hitting the road this holiday, Nick Chiberia of AAA Missouri has some tips to protect your car and take care of yourself during these hot days of summer. And watch where you step. Missouri's largest spider is the Texas brown tarantula. I mean, everything's bigger in Texas, even the spiders. The tarantulas are on the move. Cameron Connor is here with David Bruns from the Missouri Department of Conservation. David, I'll start. Uh, The male Texas brown tarantulas are basically cruising for babes right now, aren't they? Uh, that's what, what, what they do, and, and it's widely um, uh, called or perceived as uh, a tarantula, the Texas brown tarantula migration, although we use that term a little bit loosely. Uh, uh, technically, it's not exactly like a migration that we would see in birds or monarch butterflies or some species of bats, but it is uh, a seasonal movement. It might more appropriately be thought of as being kind of an annual mating ritual uh, that we can encounter uh, these Texas brown tarantulas in certain habitat areas in certain near certain natural communities here in Missouri. Gotcha. First off, j- just for giggles, because like obviously it's not it's not it's the exact opposite of how it's actually perceived. But could you imagine? If this migration, if they actually did kind of like lump together in like hundreds and would move down to different areas of (laughs) I feel feel like that'd be a little intimidating for some people. Yeah, that would be, uh, you know, (laughs) sort of a characteristic of a typical migration of of a species or several species uh, moving over distances. Uh, Generally in a particular direction with a particular departure and arrival time. And uh, th- these these Texas brown tarantulas aren't uh, actually doing that. They uh, don't have a kind of a single direction of movement. They are moving. Uh, they and that's when we encounter them is when they're crossing roadways during this movement. And it's the male tarantulas that we're encountering during this migration. And in their um, search for females to mate with, uh, this movement really helps them because if they did not do that, then we might have, this species might have kind of inbreeding. If males and females are just staying and mating in one spot, there will be inbreeding, and that's not a good uh, success strategy for, for any species. So this seasonal mating ritual really helps the genetic diversity of the Texas brown tarantulas. Okay, and how long does this this migrating mating season really last? Uh, the male tarantulas, and they take about uh, eight years, give or take a year, to mature. And when they mature, that's when they get this urge to move to find colonies of females and hopefully to find a female to mate with. And this could start as early as June Uh, But it really picks up during the summer, and so we see more and more movement of these male tarantulas as we get to the end of September. It kind of peaks around September, uh, and then uh, it um, sort of peters out into November. 
Okay, and for those of you that are just now tuning in, this is Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. I'm Cameron Connor. We're here with the Missouri Department of Conservation's conservation educator, David Bruns, talking about Missouri's largest spider, the Texas brown tarantula. David, let's honestly just have a little bit of an educational session about the tarantula at this point. As I just mentioned, this is Missouri's largest spider, and (laughs) I think in a lot of ways... A lot of people out there, arachnophobia is a real thing. But to my understanding, this is a pretty shy, peaceful creature for the most part, right? Yes, uh, this is actually considered to be a fairly uh, docile and non-aggressive species. Um, in fact, a lot of people like to keep them as pets. They, the venom of the Texas brown tarantula is not medically significant to people. I've heard it can be painful, and their their jaws are large enough to cause a small wound that may potentially become infected. But for most of for spiders here in Missouri, you pretty much have to press the face of the spider against your skin to be bitten by them. And why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that wouldn't necessarily be the uh, the wisest choice. I I think I'm in complete agreement with you there. So how about, so since this is the overall largest spider for Missouri, what what are we talking about size-wise? Well, we like to measure spiders from the tip of their nose to the tip of their tail. And so they can be, from the tip of the nose, uh, the males, which are smaller than the females, can be about one and a half inches, and the females up to two inches. They're significantly larger and if you want to measure the legs, we're talking probably three or four inch legs, leg spread. Yeah, so definitely something to make someone jump <laughs> if they saw it on their, on their stroll. Well, the, you know, spiders in general are, are kind of, they're hairy and they're kind of freaky. And that's what makes them so interesting and cool and why people are uh, so interested in learning more about spiders. And, and fortunately for us, we know that the vast majority of spiders that we encounter in Missouri are essentially harmless to people. And, you know, we snuggle up with our pets from time to time. And I was having a conversation with a colleague earlier that was saying, you know, we snuggle up with our pet dogs, not realizing that the dog has been in a patch of poison ivy and we contract poison ivy from our pets. And uh, I can say uh, that there, uh, to the best of my knowledge, there is no documented case of anybody contracting poison ivy from snuggling up with their pet Texas brown tarantula. <laughs> At least not yet. Never say never, I guess, right? So when we're going into it here, how about when we talk about overall regions of where these things live, are we talking that these things are head to toe all over Missouri, or is there more of like a centric region, a southern region, region that they like to stick around? Well, they definitely like particular habitats, and a lot of people associate tarantulas with sort of desert environments, uh, dry, arid, scrubby types of natural communities, and that is the case here in Missouri. Uh, We don't have uh, deserts in a proper sense in Missouri, but we do have desert-like areas that are glades. So these glades are big, uh, sparsely vegetated, rocky areas that are very desert-like, and those are the areas that we find the colonies of the Texas brown tarantula. In Missouri, we have some good glade locations that are in Jefferson County, uh, that's in East Central Missouri, and then in the Southwest around um, the Branson area, uh, Greene County, 
uh, Stone County, Canny County, there are these glade complex areas, uh, relatively high quality glades where the Texas brown tarantulas are are found. Okay, okay, gotcha. And in my five years living in Missouri, I, I love to go out and experience lots of the trails and lots of the nature areas around what this great state provides. I've only seen one of these once in person, actually moving around. It was crossing a trail or something, if I remember right, just getting across the road. What exactly, I guess for anyone that's trying to look for signs that they might be in the area, is there a certain habitat, like maybe it's a hole or a certain like nook in a tree? Like what, what do these things live in where you could indicate, hey, that might be something that lives in there? If I am in Missouri and I'm on a relatively high integrity glade area, so it's it's a more or less a, a treeless area, kind of like a really rocky prairie with a lots of maybe big flat limestone or dolomite rocks that are laying around, that's when I would uh, be thinking to myself, this looks like good Texas brown tarantula habitat. So, David, in conclusion about the Texas brown tarantula, there's really nothing to be worried about with these things, right? Well, I'd just like to say that I think that it's really cool that we have this large spider living in Missouri, that it's not a species that anybody needs to be concerned about. It's certainly the the, the migration, which, uh, as I said, starts in June and uh, kind of peaks in September, might be a good excuse for people to get out of their neighborhoods, uh, go to some areas where we have uh, glade natural communities and at uh in for, for example in the month of september and uh be on the lookout uh the spider the movement of these texas brown tarantulas the males as they're looking for the colonies of the females for mating purposes uh, they tend to be really on the move about one hour before sunset so there's still enough light and people can be driving or walking a trail uh close by these glade areas and have a good chance of experiencing and and being a part of this really neat phenomena that we have here in Missouri. All right. Well, you heard it here. We have been talking about the Texas brown tarantula on Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri, with the help of conservation ed- educator for the Missouri Department of Conservation, David Bruns. David, thank you very much for hopping on the show today. Thank you, Cameron. And for anyone who tuned in late, or if you want to play this back, share it with anyone, make sure to search Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri, wherever you get your podcasts. This is Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. What I remember most is the loneliness I felt, the separation from other people. At the end, drinking was no fun for me. Since I've started to attend AA meetings, the greatest gift is that I've become reconnected. I'm part of life again. I really like myself, and that's wonderful. AA is a miracle in my life. Visit aa.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. They are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hey, Jimmy, turn off the video games. Let's go play some ball. I'm in the middle of my game. Can't we go later? Come on, it'll be fun. It will be there when you get back. Okay. 
But there's no way you're gonna win. Why don't you grab some water and granola bars and then we'll see about that. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs. But it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills. You can't see it, taste it, or smell it. Suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap. And the dealer might not even know. Keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Um, hope you're enjoying your Friday, getting ready for a nice weekend. Maybe you've got a four-day weekend, uh, maybe even longer. Uh, roads are always busy over the summer, but how will the next two weekends be in Missouri? Nick Chiberia with AAA Missouri is with us. Hey, Nick. Hey, Bill. Always great to be here. Fourth of July on a Tuesday. Do you typically notice uh, an uptick in travel on I-70 and I-44 on, on both weekends, or does it spread out more with the holiday being in the middle of the week? Yeah, you know, we're expecting that uh, this weekend is going to be the big travel weekend. Uh, of course, that midweek uh, holiday, you know, kind of makes things interesting. But, you know, we anticipate, you know, folks will either, uh, you know, have taken off today or will take off Monday. Uh, and that's really going to kind of spread traffic out a bit. But between the two, this is going to be the busy weekend that you're going to see on the roads. It feels like it's been hot for the last six months. <laughs> uh, just, you know, it's relentless. Um Extra precautions that we should take with our vehicles if we're going on an extended drive in extremely hot conditions? Yeah, you know, the, the, that extreme heat, like we've been seeing that, you know, temperatures have been, they've been high and it's been, been consistently high for the past few weeks now. Um, you know, but, but it can really wreak havoc on, on, on your vehicle and some of the components, namely your battery. Uh, those hot temperatures, if, if your battery is close to dying, if it's kind of on its last leg, uh, those higher temperatures can really zap the power right out of it. So uh, a few things to keep in mind, uh, if you are heading out on the road, uh, we like to use the acronym BET, B-E-T. Uh, which stands for battery, engine, and tires. And those are really the three major components that you want to pay attention to uh, before you head out. And, and really, those are the three major reasons that we'll, AAA will get calls for uh, emergency roadside service during the summer months. Uh, usually one of those three have failed. So, uh, you know, look over your, your tires, make sure they're properly filled, make sure you have enough tread depth. Uh, if you have time to get your vehicle in, 
uh, to have the engine looked over, or you can do it maybe during your next oil change. That's that's always good. If you're at home, just make sure you don't see any obvious wear to your belts or hoses, things like that. Your fluids are topped off. Uh, and then batteries. You know, our biggest recommendation, if it's more than three years old, go ahead and ha have it tested. That way you can replace it preemptively rather than having it dying you somewhere you don't want to be. Uh, or if it's close to five years old or older, we recommend go ahead and getting that replaced because you're probably, uh, you know, on your uh, the battery's on its last leg there. Yeah, you know, we always think about batteries in cold weather. We never think about it in hot, though, too. Well, now, what about um, tires? What should we do as far as inflating them? Do you bring them down a little bit, overinflate them? What do you do in the hot weather? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, really just follow your, your vehicle's uh, manufacturer recommendation. That, that sticker, you usually find it on the uh, the inside of the, the driver's side door frame uh, or uh, in the glove box. Uh, you know, properly inflated tires, uh, they're not only going to help keep you safe on the road, uh, but they're also going to make sure you're getting the best fuel economy uh, from your vehicle, especially traveling over long distances. So, uh, you know, there's really nothing else special you have to do in the heat. Uh, you know, those tires are, are built now to withstand uh, those high temperatures are not going to, you know, expand to the point where it's dangerous if you're properly filling them. So uh, just make sure that they're they're where they need to be and they have plenty of tread depth, uh, you know, in case there's inclement weather that they're going to keep you safe. Nick Chaberia with AAA Missouri. We talk about having a safety kit in our cars when we travel in the winter for cold weather. Uh, it may seem pretty obvious, but what sort of items should we have in our car during the summer if we need to pull over? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I think, you know, everybody worries about what can happen in, in snowstorms. But, uh, you know, perhaps just as dangerous, if, if you get stranded in the summertime, you have to remember you may be out on the side of the road without a way to stay cool uh, if you can't start your vehicle. So, uh, you know, a few items to, to keep in there during the summer months, uh, you know, certainly some extra water uh, if you can, maybe a, 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 an extra hat if you do have to wait outside just to kind of keep the sun off of you. Uh, you know, and also we, we'd recommend that, you know, if you, if you are stuck on the side of the road, you know, we we, we recommend in most situations, and every situation is going to vary, but most situations it's safest to stay inside your vehicle. Simply put, uh, because your vehicle is much more visible to other cars, uh, you know, rather than you just standing on the side of the road. So if that's the case, uh, of, of course, you want to uh, make sure you roll down your windows. You're trying to stay as cool as possible uh, and, and, you know, staying in the shade and out of the sun as much as possible. Yeah. And, you know, it might not even be that your car breaks down, but it seems like during the summer months, you can get stuck on the interstate in a traffic accident that's ahead of you, and you might be shut down for an hour or two. I remember we came back from a long trip. We were stuck three hours on the interstate because there of a big cleanup. And it was the morning hours. Uh, I mean, that was fortunate for us. But by the time that thing got cleaned up, it, we were starting to get pretty warm there. So <laughs> we we stopped right away and got something to drink. But, yeah, that's that's kind of scary when it happens like that, too. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we, we, rec we, you know, we say the same thing in the wintertime that it may not be, uh, you're sliding off the road, but there may be a wreck ahead of you that you're stuck behind. Uh, another great reminder too with that is, you know, e even in the summertime, we hear this in the winter, but don't let your gas tank get, uh, get too low, you know, especially in the winter. The same could be true, you know, if you're on a road trip, don't let it get below a quarter tank. Even better if you keep it above a half a tank, but that way, if you do get stuck behind a big wreck, uh, you'll at least be able to run the engine, uh, you know, stay cool in the AC and uh, get to where you need to, where you need to go how are gas prices uh this summer this time of uh the summer compared to averages Are we above below 
Yeah, you know, we, we've seen gas prices rise over the last couple of weeks by about 10 to 15 cents statewide. Uh, the current Missouri uh, statewide average is $3.28. Uh, so, you know, higher than we had been earlier this month. Uh, but the good news for drivers is we are well below uh, where we were this time last year. Uh, this time last year, if you remember, we were kind of we were coming off of, uh, you know, record setting highs mid-June. Uh, and we were about four dollars and fifty eight cents, so uh, quite a bit, uh, quite a bit lower, about a dollar thirty less per gallon this time uh, this this year compared to last year. Again, seeing them come up a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but prices have leveled off in the last few days. So there's a chance they'll hold steady or maybe even come down, uh, you know, throughout the weekend. AAA Missouri, you guys also follow air travel. How does that look? Yeah, air travel is going to be busy as well. And, and really what AAA is forecasting for this Independence Day is the most traveled uh, Independence Day since uh, AAA began recording these figures back in 2000. So uh, all all of the uh, the travel forecasts for, for road trips, for air travel, for uh, cruises, that's all, uh, you know, exceeding where we were from last year uh, and, and on average is exceeding where we were even prior to the pandemic, which is, is, is significant. Uh, air travel, uh, as I said, you know, expecting a record for Independence Day weekend, uh, looking at about four point. Uh, well, a little over 4 million folks uh, nationwide flying. So airport's going to be busy. Uh, you know, we, we know, unfortunately, there's already been, uh, you know, some news of delays and things like that. So make sure if you are, uh, if you are traveling uh, through the airport, you're leaving plenty of time, you're checking your flight status, uh, and you have your, uh, your airline apps downloaded uh, as the best way to get information or make changes if needed. Nick Chiberia from AAA Missouri. He's in public relations, not in sales, but um, still a little plug here. Uh, Someone listening today, let's say over the 4th of July week, all right, from July 1st until the 9th, uh, either weekend, someone needs assistance. Can they call AAA on the spot and say, hey, I'm in trouble. Come help me. Get me signed up for a membership right now. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely can. Um, you know, they can they can uh, give give us a call and uh, we'll get them we'll get them taken care of. And it's you know it's no no different uh, price or fee or anything for that uh, instant sign up. But uh, we'll get them taken <laughs> care of and off the road. And uh, you know it is it is great because and again yeah not not selling memberships but a little bit of a plug because uh, you know the cost for a basic membership that's about what you'll pay if if you have to get towed you know by a private company and you'll get uh, three of those every year at no cost with the membership. So, uh, you know, really great to have, especially if you're going to be traveling a lot on the roads this summer. Yeah. So no gotcha special. So if you call on the spot and I can say, all right, we got your special gotcha or we double your price. No, you're not, you're not going to do that. Triple A will take care of you. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Not, uh, not taking advantage of a tough situation. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's great. All right. Well, no shooting fireworks out of your car. Triple A would recommend against that. But uh, Nick Chiberia, always uh, great to talk with you. Have a great uh, 4th of July and uh, we'll catch up uh, later this summer. Yeah, sounds great, Bill. Thanks. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver. Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's It's our our roads. It's our safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. If you're talking, they will hear you. Every single time.
Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking during the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control, and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Email from school about the incident today. Scary. Tell me about it. Did you have any idea that was going on? None. I mean, you saw Derek at the game last night, too. Did you have a clue? No, but you know, teachers like me, parents, we don't always know as much as you guys do. Kids hear first about what's going on with other kids. Half the time, it's rumors. It can be hard to tell sometimes, but if you're ever concerned about a friend who's having trouble with alcohol, prescription drugs, bullying, violence, anything, you need to tell an adult. Mom or me, a teacher, coach, school counselor, someone you know and trust. Dad, no kid is going to tell an adult about that kind of stuff. I get it, but if we don't know, we can't help. Speaking up about a problem, that's what helping a friend is all about. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. You'll be gathering with friends and family to celebrate our 
Independence, fireworks and cookouts, how much will it cost you? Marshall Griffin is with Janet Atkinson of Missouri Farm Bureau to break it down. It is somewhat lower from what we had last year. Uh, specifically, 6773 is what the grocery bill is this year. That's to host an Independence Day cookout with 10 of your family members or, of course, your closest friends. And this is based on the American Farm Bureau Federation's annual market basket survey. Now, they do this a couple times a year here around the 4th of July, and then another one they'll do uh, when Thanksgiving rolls around. So 67.73 is what the grocery bill estimate is this year. Now, that's down 3% from what we saw in 2022. Now, the flip side to that is that it's still about 14% higher than what we saw two years ago. So we're down last year, but up from two years. So we haven't recovered completely from the big jump then? Not completely, no. Well, let's get into why why prices are still rel- relatively high, even though they're slightly lower this, this 4th of July. Uh, what are the factors? Well, you know, there's a number of factors. Of course, we are still coming off of the pandemic. We've had uh, such a whirlwind, I think, the entire world would say this, over the last three years. But also, you know, we've got the year-to-year increase on goods and also looking at long-term drought that's been affecting a lot of farm country in recent years. Uh, That drought impacts everything from, you know, the cost of hay to the cost of cattle, which trickles down and also impacts a number of other uh, vegetables and things that we want on our dining room table each and every day, each and every year. Um, those drought conditions that increase the cost of food, that's also reduced the number of cattle that we have available in the market. And of course, we're in the summer grilling season. Uh, you've got poor weather that's also leading to a drop in production for a number of commodities. Uh, specifically, the American Farm Bureau noted uh, the, the poor weather led to higher potato prices and then general inflation just driving up the price of processed foods like the bread we like to have on the table, our, our buns or our hot dog buns, of course. Okay, now the this uh, sixty-seven seventy-three figure includes a number of specific items and amounts. So, just give us the rundown of what is on the menu and uh, roughly how how much each menu item costs this year. All right, I can do that. Now, uh, as I mentioned, you know, we were talking those buns, so hamburger buns, just a package of buns uh, that is priced at two twenty-six. We've got cheese. For a pound of cheese at three fifty three, and then ground beef coming in at eleven dollars and fifty four cents. That's for two pounds of ground beef. Got to get those hamburgers going. Uh, a package of cookies averaging three ninety. Ice cream a half gallon is five twenty nine, and strawberries coming in at four fifty six. That's for two pints. You've got a, a sixteen ounce bag of chips. That's at four fifty three. Chicken breasts for two pounds at eight fourteen. Pork chops. Three pounds of that at fourteen thirty-seven. Pork and beans at two forty-four. That's a thirty-two ounce uh, can of pork and beans. Lemonade at two and a half quarts at three seventy-three. And your potato salad, two and a half pounds. That is at three dollars and forty-four cents. Now, for you and you know your wife and maybe a couple kids sitting around a table, that sounds like a whole lot of food. So this is actually priced out for you hosting a party, and for you and uh, basically a table of ten. And if you break that down, it doesn't sound so bad. And that comes in to less than $7 per person for that entire serving. And, of course, this uh, does not include, I I don't see that it includes beverages, uh, be it sodas or lemonade or or the type that uh, would be classified as adult beverages. And I'm guessing uh, that would really make the price tag go up as well. 
I would say you are definitely correct. And we didn't do a survey on those adult beverages. Gotcha. You're listening to show. <laughs> you're listening to show me today. This is Marshall Griffin. We are speaking with Janet Atkinson. She is the uh, public. She's the uh, public affairs director for the Missouri Farm Bureau. Now, what what are some things that people need to keep in mind before they uh, go shopping when they when they see these prices? Any particular tips? I cannot honestly. I don't think of any tips that actually do come to mind, other than you know, do your coupon clipping before you head out to the store that you might typically do. We always want to have a little bit of savings wherever we can find them at those times. Um, and they also talk about you know, do your shopping early so things don't run out by the time you get there. As a as a representative for um, a group that represents farmers and that represents um, the the agriculture community, uh, is. It's got to be a challenge each year with uh, with certain with certain things like uh, weather conditions, um, high inflation. If this, would you uh, what would you say has been a, a bigger challenge this year, or are they just both equally big challenges? I think you know there's always a challenge. Weather sometimes it goes in your favor, sometimes it doesn't go in your favor. So you know you kind of have to roll with it. And the, the farm and agriculture community is definitely resilient in that regard. And this year, with the drought setting in, and here in the Show Me State, we know we certainly have some areas that are facing some very extreme conditions, and it does not make the job any easier. And I, in fact, uh, communicated with the, a livestock producer here over the last couple of days that they've already uh, sold off a third of their herd just trying to make it through because they don't really have a lot of good forage to work with. And whenever you don't have good forage now, that means you're going to be strapped later on whenever typically you might start feeding in winter. So, you know, what are those hay supplies going to be as we head into the winter months? Uh, you know, we've heard the saying before, and it definitely holds true, that our nation's farmers and ranchers, they're price takers, not price makers. Uh, their share of the food, retail food dollar is about 14%. So, you know, even though these prices are going up, it's not rolling down to the farm gate so much. Um, so the price of fuel, the price of fertilizer, a number of things that you have to use for inputs every day, every year, every week on the farm uh, has definitely gone higher, just like it has for our own households. Um, so they're doing the best they can with what they have, and there will be uh, food on the table tomorrow no matter what. It just might be a little bit different price than what we might expect sometimes. Now, this uh, this figure that we have, this average figure, $67.73, that's for 10 people. So uh, obviously, uh, if a uh, number of people get together and kind of you know kick in <laughs> and share the price, maybe that's not such a bad deal. It's not. And then you get good company, too, I hope. In theory. Well, yes, in theory. Um, (laughs) I'm looking for the figure, then I realize, well, if I just move the decibel point, I can pretty much come up with it myself, (laughs) $6.77 per person. So anyway, not not too bad of a deal, but uh, I guess as far as the final, as far as kind of the final parting shot, uh, any... What what uh, any advice for people uh, before coming to a Fourth uh, of July cookout? Well, of course, bring your favorites and be around people that you love that you know you can enjoy. Um, appreciate and you know say our blessings for the food that's on the table. Uh, you know we ran through the prices while ago, and just to to point out a couple of those specific changes: the package of cookies, ten percent less than last year. Uh, chicken breast and eggs, they reached record highs last year. Those are both lower. 
So while prices may be up than what we saw a couple of years ago, there's still um, thanks to be said for the fact that we do have abundant food supplies available for us. And our shelves definitely look different than what they did during our, our time in 2020. So our blessings for not only abundant food and uh, a great country to call home. Sounds like there's a lot of uh, potential fun to be had. So that was Janet Atkinson. She is the public affairs director for the Missouri Farm Bureau. If you're just tuning in late or you want to hear more, subscribe to Show Me Today on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. It's 4 a.m. Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. If a baby is giggling in the back seat, they're probably happy. If a baby is crying in the back seat, they're probably hungry. But if a baby is sleeping in the back seat, will you remember they're even there? When you're distracted, stressed, or not usually the one who drives them, the chances of forgetting them in the back seat are much higher. It can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get in the habit of checking the back seat when you leave. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. My therapist had told me that I needed to go to AA meetings, but I wasn't sure whether I wanted to go because I didn't want to be an alcoholic. That was not what I wanted to grow up and be. I didn't want to go to AA, but I did, and it wasn't what I expected by any means. It was friendly. I could feel it. I mean, I could feel the happiness. It's really great. Visit AA.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. Every day, we take steps to keep the people we love safe, but some health risks are easy to miss. Ticks hiding in the yard can spread germs, like the ones that cause Lyme disease. Mice searching for food can spread bacteria that makes us sick. Mosquitoes lay eggs in standing water and can spread West Nile virus and more. Cockroaches are drawn to water in the home, leaving behind allergens that can trigger asthma attacks. Common pests can threaten our health. Learn how to protect your family at pestworld.org. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org.
This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Jefferson City, ready to let freedom ring July 4th. The popular Salute to America event. Nicole Slusser is this year's head of the festival. She's along with Anthony Morbeth. Hi, Nicole. Uh, you know, listen, we may be small, but the state capitol knows how to do it up big. Well, I mean... Fourth of July in Jefferson City is it's small town, but big town at the same time, if that makes sense. It feels like everyone comes together to feel like a community, feel as one. And this year is going to be super exciting because we're doing it all within one day instead of spreading it out over a couple days. I'm glad you mentioned that. And let's go into that. Is the reason for that because the 4th of July is on a Tuesday this year? Yes, you know, and we didn't want to inconvenience any of the state workers that work downtown and different things going on. And it just seemed to make sense this year to go with one day. So let's take a magnifying glass at this event, uh, both for people who are familiar with it and for people who aren't, because I'm told thousands upon thousands of people from all over the state come to uh, this event in Jeff City. It is a hop in place to be. It is busy. So um, you kind of answered this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So uh, did the committee uh, responsible for scheduling and planning this event consider a day on the weekend versus the 4th of July itself being on the Tuesday this year? We wanted to keep it on the 4th of July, and that's why, you know, looking at the calendar and where it fell this year, we decided that it was best to stay with the 4th and keep it as a one-day celebration. Because oftentimes this is the only celebration that a lot of families go to on 4th of July. Yeah. Uh, So give me some of the details and the specs about this event this year. It goes from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. on July the 4th. It is a Tuesday this year. Um, Give me some of the details and the specs of this event. All right. I know we have a 5K run early that morning. I'm not much of a runner, so I don't have all the details on that. (laughs) Neither am I. That's why I'm in a studio. Yes. That's why I work in an office. Um, But you can get all those details on the salutetoamerica.org website. But we also have a parade. Normally, the parade is the evening before when we've done it on a couple-day celebration. But the parade is going to be at 11 a.m. on July 4th. And then to follow the parade, we have the opening ceremony, which is going to be on the main stage at the state capitol, which is the best backdrop to have our opening ceremony at 12.30. And then to follow the opening ceremony is one of my favorite things, Little Mr. and Miss Independence. And that's for ages, I believe, four to six years old. And you can sign up that day too. But that's going to be at 1.30, and that is on the main stage also. And then we have different bands playing throughout the day. And um, there is going to be a separate beer garden. They're going to have a group called Ernest James Sedeco. It's kind of a French Creole dancing music group from Louisiana. If anybody's, they're from um, Kansas City, Missouri, but that's the styling of their music. And then Lindley Creek will be in the beer garden. And they are a traditional bluegrass band out of Southern Missouri. And then we have a group called the Love Seats who are close at the um, Bear Garden. And they're kind of like a garage psych rock group from Jefferson City. And then the main stage bands are going to be pretty awesome. We have the K Brothers with the Bernie Sisters. I know several people have heard them. I'm a huge fan. That's awesome. I always loved um, seeing them whenever they'd be at Peddler's Jamboree. 
and they were always great. And then our closing band on the main stage is the Sensational Barnes Brothers, and they play a lot of gospel soul, R&B, funk music, and they're out of Memphis, Tennessee. And the great thing is about these groups like the K Brothers and the Sensational Barnes Brothers is these are groups that anyone from like one to a hundred can come and enjoy. Absolutely. And you know, it's going to be something for all ages that you can bring your whole family to and not worry about the music or the atmosphere. And it's the 4th of July and it's summer in Missouri, a perfect day and a perfect opportunity to do that. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Nicole Slusser, 2023 Festival Chair of Salute to America. We're talking about this year's Salute to America events in Jefferson City at the Missouri Capitol on the 4th. Fourth of July, which for calendar purposes is a Tuesday this year. The event itself, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. all day. Now let's go into some more specifics of this event for those planning on going to this event, whether you live locally or you plan on traveling for this event. Explain to me where this is uh, happening downtown, obviously at the Missouri mm-hmm. Capitol, but uh, streets, which ones are going to be blocked off and, and parking and things like that, if you know. Well, the footprint this year, which I love, is all around the Capitol. If you can find the Capitol, you can find us. So we're going to be, uh, we're going to have a bunch of food trucks there. They're going to be circling the Capitol. And so parking should be a little easier. I know a lot of people park down around some of the state parking lots and different things, and it's easy to access the Capitol from there. I was going to say, I mean, I, I didn't necessarily know if any of the parking garages were going to be open. So I guess my uh, opinion would be to tell people to try and look for the parking lot for the Truman Building instead. Yeah. And I think the parking garages, from what I understand, might be open. It's kind of dependent on what the police see sure. fit during that time. So a, a safe bet would be on the 4th of July, avoid driving in downtown Jeff City. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, not as much is going to be shut down as it was before because we don't have as big of a footprint as sure. we had before. But um, yeah, during you're not going to be in park, right? Be, be able to park right beside the Capitol. So. <laughs> but that aside, this event is free and open to the public. There's no admission. And so I guess the only thing that you would have to necessarily pay for is if you wanted to uh, be in the beer garden or things like that, right? Yes. And we have a, we're going to have a bunch of food vendors this year and make sure there's plenty of food. And we also encourage people to bring their lawn chairs. Bring a lawn chair, spend the whole day, make yourself at home, and don't forget about the fireworks at 945. And before we continue, I just wanted to send a quick reminder for our listeners. Be sure to subscribe to Show Me Today wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's on Apple or Google Podcasts. Type in Show Me Today, download, click, listen, and take us with you on the go wherever you go. I myself listen on Google Podcasts itself. So it is simple, it is easy, and just be sure to do that as well. You mentioned fireworks. That's obviously something that happens on the 4th of July that is uh, happening over the Missouri River. Explain some of the details on that. Well, that is at 945 that evening. It's sponsored by Missouri Credit Union, and um, they'll do a few announcements beforehand. And it's just a great way, you know, I know with the way the economy is, fireworks might be expensive for people. And this is a good way to, I know, to go and watch them for free and entertain your whole family. 
And you did mention over the Missouri River. I, I do think it's important. Where can you go to watch uh, the fireworks? I uh, generally, as a, a rule of thumb, I like to go to the park uh, it, on right behind the Missouri Capitol. Are you able to go and watch them there or is that going to be closed down? From what I understand, the pedestrian bridge back there will be closed for safety reasons. Kind of figured. Yeah. Yeah. But you can you can see there's plenty of vantage spots behind the state capitol to see the fireworks. So this event goes on from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Tuesday, July the 4th in Jefferson City at the Missouri State Capitol. I was also reading, uh, obviously, aside from the fact that the event is free, that there's no carnival this year. What about rides or some new additions this year? They are going to have a kids section, I believe, with like some inflatables and different things. But with it being just one day, it was hard to get any kind of carnival company to come in because, you know, they want more than a one day slot. Um, Anything else you wanted to mention uh, in regards to this event that's taking place on the 4th of July? I just I want everyone to come out and check it out. I think it's going to be a lot more family orientated. I mean, it always was to begin with, but I feel like with it having a smaller footprint around the Capitol, you know, it's just going to feel more community, more connected. And just, you know, the fourth is about taking a moment to be thankful for the country that we live in and to enjoy all the freedoms that we have and to catch some great food, great music and fireworks. So we got the 5K Fun Run, Classic Car Show, Food Vendors, mm-hmm. Community Bike Ride, Parade, Beer and Cocktail Garden, Kids Zone, The Little Mr. and Mrs. Pageant, and Concerts All Day and Night, all of which the headliner being fireworks at 945. The Salute to America event in Jefferson City at the Missouri State Capitol goes on 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. on where else? The 4th of July, which this year is a Tuesday. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Did you get a chance to watch the match? That's the uh, golf celebrity golf challenge. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey took on Steph Curry and Clay Thompson from the Golden State Warriors. And I I do this to myself every time. In fact, I, I didn't even watch the end of it, but I... You know, it was cool when it first started because they had some professional golfers in there and they'd mix in Charles Barkley, who was just uh, horrible. But uh, last year it was uh, Patrick with Josh Allen going up against uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And I started watching it's a 12-hole event, and I started watching it. And, you know, they try to talk to the guys when they're driving in the golf cart and the mics are breaking up. And uh, and I started watching it again. And as, and as much as I love Patrick and, and Kels, I just... It's hard to watch good golf on TV, let alone non-pros. Listen, if uh, your regular schedule has you uh, working or your regular routine on Monday, uh, I'll be with you. Uh, I'm not taking any time off for the vacation, so we'll be back. Another great program for you. Uh, If you miss a show and you want to go back and listen to it, yeah, we're doing it as a podcast. Go to Apple and search for Show Me Today. So I'll talk to you Monday. Uh, Enjoy your 4th of July weekend, and we'll be back with you soon. Thanks. Show Me Today.